radio show of the Society of Graduate Students here at Western University. Today, a special episode coming to you from SOGS, learning about SOGS. Today, I, your host, Elizabeth Muller, along with Gavin Tolomeni, are going to be interviewing FE Securities, BP Student Services, and Yusuf Hassan, BP Advocacy, to learn a little bit more about their roles, a little bit about them and their backgrounds, and maybe a few things you didn't know. So, hello, everyone. Hello. Hi, everyone. <laughs> So to kick us off, I'm wondering if we can start with you, Effie, and you can introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about who you are and your role. Okay, um, my name's Effie. Um, academic side of the introduction, I'm uh, finishing up my second year in the Media Studies PhD. Um, I work on well, you know, it shifts. I used to say I work on fan fiction, but um, it's been changing to a, the broader definition of fan communities, um, specifically of young adult media. Uh, and uh, recently I've been doing work on fandom on TikTok, um, which has been really cool because I get to spend a lot of time on TikTok, uh, which is always fun. Um, in terms of my role in SOGS, I have actually been in the position for only a month. Uh, prior to May 1st, I was the SOGS speaker for almost a year. Um, and currently, I am the new VP Student Services. Uh, the role is sometimes difficult to define, um, but I see it as um, I'm the VP Student Services kind of oversees the benefits and services that we offer. Uh, not all of them, but the most, the larger ones, I would say. So the student health and dental plan, our social events and orientation events, um, and then a lot of wellness initiatives. Um, so under my portfolio, for example, I uh, oversee the health plan committee, the orientation and social committee, and the graduate peer support committee. Um, but I also, get the opportunity to sit on a lot of external committees within the school to make sure that Western is making, you know, making space for graduate students and providing services that our graduate students need. That is a really all-encompassing um, role. Wow. And love the fandom. I'm a Harry Potter fan, so anytime you want to talk about that. But uh, really interested to kind of know you touched on something wellness. Can you just talk a little bit more about like what that means in terms of your role and how you support that? Yeah, it's kind of twofold. So we do have the Graduate Peer Support Committee, um, which runs a lot of wellness initiatives and events. So drop-in hours, um, themed, you know, um, maybe not so much lectures, themed talks um, on different uh, uh, wellness topics. So they might do, um, they might host a yoga event, but then they might also host an event focusing on psychotropic medication. Um, so it's really a large spectrum of things under the wellness initiative that the committee uh, runs. Um, but then also as part of our health and dental plan, we're currently piloting a program called Empower Me um, through student care or healthcare provider and, or, or healthcare insurance provider. Um, and Empower Me is a 24-7 uh, online or in-person, hopefully soon, uh, counseling and mental health service. So it could, it, it, I think it's predominantly used for counseling, 
um, therapy, those types of services, but you can also use it for um, uh, substance abuse help. You can use it for um, uh, like, you can connect with a nutritionist or a dietitian and it's all uh, free as long as you know, you're subscribed to our health and dental plan, um, which all SOGS members are. Uh, so that's been a really big uh, part of the wellness initiative that come under my portfolio. We're piloting, we piloted last year. It didn't have as strong a rollout as we would have hoped. So we're going for a second year. And one of my main goals is to get Western to help us promote this to the larger graduate student community, because we just think it's a really necessary um, program. And we want to make sure that our members are aware of it and are utilizing it because uh, it's just, it's really wonderful. Um, I've reached out to the, um, the Empower Me program myself, even before I was in this role, and I just had a lovely experience with them. Um, so yeah, I, I'm, I'm pretty excited to see how it goes in the upcoming year with uh, Empower Me. Amazing. Thank you so much, Effie. I'd like to now introduce our VP Advocacy, Yusuf Hassan. And Yusuf, please tell us about yourself, your background, your role, and any other stuff you want to share with us. Awesome. Hi. Thank you so much, Elizabeth and Effie and Gavin for having us. I think it's a great initiative and idea. Um, I'm excited to be here. I'm Yusuf. I'm doing a, a PhD in philosophy, uh, philosophy of science in particular. So I'm not only studying scientific theories, but I'm thinking really hard about scientific theories. Um, so besides philosophy, I have also been a host and guest on GradCast before. Uh, so if you wanna check out the episode on my research, you can go and check out scientific theories or graveyard or something like that. And that would be cool. Uh, I am also a host at GradCast, so it's been a lot of fun. I was about to do the intro. Hello and welcome to GradCast kind of a spiel, which I didn't. Uh, and as for my role, VP advocacy, it's, it sounds pretty big, but it's maybe a bit scary, but it's really, I, I see myself as uh, someone who supports and encourages our community advocates. And we have plenty of amazing advocates, be it working on accessibility or racial equity, um, pride or indigenous issues. Um, these are all amazing people that I work with at our Society of Graduate Students. And it's been absolutely amazing to be doing this for, I think this is my fifth month. And I hope, I think I'm, I'm still elected for almost a year more. So plenty more time. So it sounds like um, there's almost like a little bit of overlap between your roles, between um, accessibility, um, advocacy, and um, making sure there are resources for graduate students across the entire campus and from all departments and all backgrounds. And I think I'm also curious to know, uh, for both, it's a question for both of you, what is it that really attracted you towards um, these VP roles? Uh, what has it made you say, oh, student services, that's the one for me, or, or VP ag advocacy, that's the one for me. So I guess we could start with, we'll go in reverse, so we could start with uh, Yusuf. Sure, awesome, great question. Uh, I think it's an answer to that question is, is something that I'm still figuring out, uh, but I do have an idea though. I mean, I think we go through our own experiences sometimes and see there is a lot of, excuse me if I say this, bullshit uh, around and you have to navigate through it and you realize it comes in different form, BS. 
um, and forms, and it's not just domain specific to one particular area, but a lot of students, a lot of people are experiencing that in far too much high dose. Um, and so that really pushed me to, to work with other students or people or partners who, who know that is the case, who know that there is, a, there is room for a lot of improvement uh, when it comes to um, advocacy issues, when it comes to student issues in general, uh, and our you know, um, areas and universities that deal with these issues. And so I, I was encouraged as well by some friends to go for this position. And I, I'm just really excited to be here to have my voice and to work with people to bring about these positive changes. That's really great, Yusuf. I'm just wondering, um, you know, you're, you said something, um, you know, advocacy um, can be uh, a scary term. Like when, when people think of advocacy, it's sort of this big monstrous um, word. Is there something about your position that maybe um, you wish people would know that isn't maybe commonly known? Or is there something about your position that perhaps um, you, you think um, students should know uh, when they're maybe thinking about um, talking to VP advocacy? Absolutely. I, I think one of the most important things is being as approachable as possible in my role and that students reach out and are not in any way uh, feeling strange to ask questions, to share their voices, because whenever people do reach out, it's just so often they present such amazing um, perspective, ideas, initiatives, projects that like I can't come up with that stuff. We, I'm, I'm, I'm a placeholder almost. It's all of you folks that have such amazing ideas. I'm there to help. And so uh, I, I hope more students know that you can reach out and we can work on things together. So it's, I, I, it's very rare that I would be opposed to something. It's like, this makes great sense because you've clearly thought about it. And or sometimes you're thinking about it, it's important. Thank you for reaching out. Let's, let's, let's work on this and get um, started basically. So approachability is one issue that I think uh, is so important. And I hope more and more students reach out with any initiative that they think is gonna help our community. Now, that sounds um, actually really, really good. And um, so Effie, I'm going back to the previous question. So what is it that brought you to the role of VP Student Services? Um, yeah, my path was like a little bit more convoluted. Um, so last summer, I um, listened in on a council meeting and realized that council uses Robert's rules. And it's something that uh, I used in a previous organization and they were looking for a new speaker. Um, and so with a bit of encouragement from friends and I decided to run for that position really solely because I had familiarity with Robert's rules. I didn't know much else about what SOGS was doing um, or, you know, uh, I was still like a fairly new student and, and the pandemic hit halfway through my first year. So I was really kind of also looking for an opportunity to connect. 
um, with the larger graduate community. Um, and then in my time as speaker, I was able to meet and work with so many incredible people. Um, and the the role of speaker is is really wonderful, but it's also a little limiting um, in that you have to maintain neutrality, of course, because you are kind of the 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 neutral party overseeing a lot of the official decisions that happen at council and stuff like that. So um, there were a lot of things that I wanted to be involved in through my time as speaker that it just it just wasn't right for me to be involved in within that role. Uh, so when it came time for VP elections, um, I immediately was interested in looking at you know which role would 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 fit me. Uh, and I particularly liked the student services position because it, it felt to me that it offered me the opportunity, similarly to advocacy, I think, um, to really impact the graduate community in real intangible ways. And the fact that the portfolio involves, you know, our healthcare plan um, and all these initiatives that people are actively involved in, whether it's like social orientation events or whether it's wellness events, it really offers it really offered me the opportunity to make, you know, to, to quote unquote, like make change for graduate students' lives. Um, so that's why it jumped out at me. So it's a bit of a long road of getting to know SOGS through the speaker role, um, getting to know what I could do and what the organization does, and then eventually realizing that this, the VP student services would be a right, a good fit for me. I'm curious to know as well that when last summer, when you were starting to learn more about SOGS through the speaker's role, and you probably got to see how graduate students' lives were severely impacted when the COVID-19 pandemic began. Is that, is that when a lot of maybe the ideas and inspiration started to come to you thinking like, is there ways that we can actually, we looked at the system, we see what could still work even in this, in this situation. And then we see, saw what definitely did not work when it came to trying to get support and services and even finance, any type of support to graduate students when they had to work either virtually or the research was severely impacted. Was at that point you realized like some ideas and the motivation was flooding in to think, I think I know how we could probably help students in the future if this was to ever happen again to them. And even now there's the ones that are still suffering from the um, pandemic. Yeah, I mean, I, I would say that definitely played a part um, that, and I think that that was part of, you know, being able to see these opportunities or to see what the executive at the time or the commissioners or whatever were up to and not being able to be directly involved um, because of the role um, at, at, at such a time of crisis, you know, and I, I don't use that word lightly. I think it was kind of like, you know, a crisis for graduate students. Um, it definitely spurred me into wanting to be in a position where I can uh, in, engage in a more impactful manner. Um, but even in the microcosm of like council meetings themselves and the fact that they had to be run virtually, you know, at least in that, in that microcosm, I was able to um, uh, help us adapt to that environment, you know, and and uh, work on accessibility and all of these types of initiatives that then now are translating so perfectly into the VP student services role. They get to like carry these, um, these, um, these kind of uh, not themes, but these ideals that I have about what, you know, where SOGS can go and what it should be embracing and what it should look like uh, into this role. So I definitely say, I, I definitely think that the fact that uh, 
the pandemic happened in 2020 was was a was a factor in where I am today for sure. Yeah, may I also add? Uh, so I I agree with Effie as well. How how you know the the how pande- the pandemic just exacerbated. Sorry, I can't say that word too correctly. Um, the situations and highlighted the the difficulties that graduate students students already faced. I mean, accessibility issues in particular, for example, or just communicating through Zoom as well, whether we have uh, live transcriptions or not, we had to work on so many things, even the council, it's now online, everything is online. And with that, new challenges were being posed. And uh, it's also interesting to see that when people do want, and this is a point that Elizabeth has has made, um, uh, when people do want some some changes to come uh, to be made when it comes to accommodating people because it's impacting so many other people. They come up with solutions, everything's done. It's just that so many people were experiencing these issues beforehand as well. And no action was taken perhaps because, you know, there are just a few people, not too many people. I don't know, Elizabeth, would you like to comment on that? Yeah, I think those are really good points. I think, um, you know, the, the pandemic has really shown us that we can be creative and come up with accommodations and they're not accommodations because we're all using them but one of my hopes for you know a world at some point um post-covid is that all of these learnings that we've garnered through covid we're able to take with us and move with us after the pandemic so could meetings happen for songs virtually and in person and it's not even about an accommodation it's just like we're live streaming tonight, guys, or if you're feeling like you want to come down to Middlesex College and hang out with us and have a meeting and then go to the grad club, that's cool too. So yeah, I, I just really hope that some of these um, workarounds that we've had to facilitate, we can, we can take with us um, and not sort of drop because so many people have been included in ways that they weren't included pre-pandemic. Um, so I, you know, was thinking about... Um, Effie, you made a comment earlier, we talked about wellness and I wanna circle back there because wellness for graduate students is something that we often don't think about because we're so buried in our work. And so um, I'm wondering if you can share, are there any initiatives specifically around wellness um, to do with, with COVID that SOGS has, has been a part of or that you've been a part of? Um, I am, don't I, hmm. Sorry, I am racking my brain because I actually don't think that I was directly a part of any of the SOGS COVID initiatives. Um, so I'm racking my brain to remember ones that would have come up, you know, a year ago or through the summer. Um, currently, you know, again, not to keep uh, <laughs> touting the horn of Empower Me, but currently, um, yeah, that's one of our biggest things. And, and we recently... Um, you know, uh, released a, a letter in support of the um, areas in the global south that ha- continue to be really um, affected by the COVID pandemic while the rest of the world like seemingly moves on. Um, and uh, I mean, I'll let Yusuf fill in more on that because it was his initiative to, uh, to, to put that letter together. But part of what we did was make sure that um, the Empower Me program would be available to the students that we were, you know, that we knew needed that uh, additional support. So we made sure that they had the phone numbers they needed from wherever they're located in the world to engage with that 
service, um, we made sure that, you know, there was like a language support depending on where they were calling from, if they weren't comfortable uh, doing a, um, a counseling session in English, there was language support for uh, whatever language they felt comfortable in. So um, really for me, the biggest thing, I think, you know, it, it does all, all kind of fall under the umbrella of empower me, but I just think it's, um, it's, it's got this potential that we're not uh, fully, you know, using yet. And I think it's going to be incredible. Um, and uh, I'll stop there. I thought I, I had something else, but I, I, I lost it. <laughs> no, that was great. Thank you so much. Yusuf, do you want to jump in? Absolutely. Uh, yeah, Effie, thank you. The, so I, I think there's a lot of, just to give some insight, and there's a lot of emotional labor that goes into our work as, our, as the executive team. Uh, and a lot of things are in the background. And this year has been a very challenging year. Um, it had its own unique difficulties, situations arising, especially from um, the sort of disastrous outbreak of COVID, uh, especially now in, in India or uh, other uh, South, uh, South American countries like Brazil, um, Argentina, and, 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 and it, we feel sometimes so helpless. How do we, how do we provide support to so many folks? Um, especially, for example, I, I have many committees that I'm on as well. And there are many international students and I spoke to so many um, graduate students who are currently in India. Uh, and what are their feelings? What are they going through? Well, they, some of them express that every 10 minutes, the ambulance goes by outside. Or when I step outside, I see a dead body every now and then. And that is an absolutely terrible experience to go, to go through. Um, so, and there is a disconnect <laughs> at, at our university. Far too many people are involved with American politics. After all, it's a neighboring country and it's a powerful country. Uh, but I may have no idea what's going on in, say, India. And so if there are deadlines and maybe some profs are not so sympathetic about that, I'm like, oh, come on, it's just, you know, COVID, it's okay, we've got, it's been one year now, we can do it. And it's not, it, you're not getting it. And so we thought um, uh, our executives, our commissioners, our anti-racism committee, equity committee, and uh, graduate student issues committees, International Graduate Students Issues Committee, and I, I'm sure we can talk about those committees as well. Um, we thought that we need to at least have an acknowledgement letter that this disaster is happening. Everyone needs to know and that we stand with you. Not just that, that we have collected these resources from various other places, from our campus partners from uh, as well. And, and it's important that you reach us, reach out to us as well, and we will amplify your voice if you if you want to be heard. Um, and so that was really important, but it was also it required a lot of emotional labor from so many people at our end, and we had the support from SGPS so, so, um, uh, as well, and we're happy about that and gotten good feedback. Of course, even going through this, there you get some interesting feedback that 
that can that shows that we can do even better as well, and that's all good. Yeah, I would, I would, I would um, just if you, I was just thinking about a question that you asked Yusuf earlier, Elizabeth, about um, so if you know what does what would you share about your role that others might not know or that you want students to know, yeah. and I think that um, what Yusuf is talking about is probably what I would say, especially as somebody who's just been in this role for a month. So I feel like I'm the student that, you know, that you're, you're telling this to, right? Um, or I'm just learning it. But the, the level of emotional labor and collaboration and behind the scenes collaboration um, of the SOGS, like larger leadership team, executive staff, um, commissioners, um, committee chairs uh, is is way beyond anything anyone I think really realizes. Um, the executive, although we have our own portfolios, I think you know uh, it was mentioned earlier. Even just between Yusuf and I, there's a lot of overlap, um, and that's the case for all five of us. There's not we do have our own projects, but we're in constant communication and collaboration. There's always, you know, behind the scenes help happening at every stage, you know, um, and uh, I don't think that that's, I don't think that that our students maybe realize that, you know, it might seem like I take care of these committees and these things and Yusuf does this work and we kind of run our own ship, but it's really not true. Um, and and the, the, the fact that we're so collaborative, which is wonderful and I wouldn't have it any other way, uh, also means that things take a little longer um, because we we are so dedicated to making sure that the work that we're doing is is good work for all of our constituents. So I mean that's why the collaboration exists, but it also means that you know um, we can't turn things around just generally, you know, even just scheduling a meeting or, or going through an upcoming project. Uh, it, it involves a lot of labor. Um, and I think that's something that's not really known. Um, and the emotional labor, absolutely, because we care about our students and we are students. So it impacts us as well as our constituents, everything that comes across our desks. And that, you know, to, so it's emotional, emotional labor for sure. That's, you know what, and I'm really, um, that's a really interesting word because I think you've perfectly described when you've talked about emotional labor and uptake of invisible work, um, you've, you've actually defined in so many ways um, advocacy and advocacy is this beautiful fabric and all of us are the um, strands that hold that fabric together, but it's also, really hard because a lot of the time what's going on is is unseen um it's it's behind the curtain i suppose you could say um and it's it's work um and i think you've done a really nice job of describing that yeah i would i would i completely agree as well uh i mean every day <laughs> we are messaging each other uh and it's it's impossible to not collaborate, not, and we're so lucky to have an amazing team of um, some such caring people and we, we look after each other. And I love that. 
I, it would have been such a different thing if our team was not like that. And I think we are all pretty grateful about that. Um, and yeah, I mean, just right now we're discussing stuff with campus police and writing another letter and just initiative after initiative. It's been pretty hectic, but necessary as well. Just right now, today, my professor, my supervisor asked me, so, so you do this work, but like, it's like summer time where things get, you know, easier and I'm like, no way, <laughs> <laughs> certainly not, nope. Uh, not in my experience at all. It's, it has nothing to do with summer, fall, winter. It has to do with what's happening and, the, and the, there, there is a need by the community uh, and we are responding as best as we can. Uh, and we are growing as well, learning so much. No, I, I think all the messages that you, Yusuf, and um, Epi have shared on this episode have been very, um, very eye-opening and very um, motivational and inspirational to really for us to think about about how we can help support each other and how we can cross collaborate with each other and use each other's strengths to really um, improve the graduate student society and community and help support everyone during this time of a very difficult uh, time in our uh, career and some um, lifestyle and I really wish we had a little bit more time to go into even more details but unfortunately we are approaching near the end of our show but I did want to end off with a quick question for both of you. If you wanted to give one big message to all the grad students at Weston out there about some of the, uh, maybe some of the big plans or that SOGS probably has to maybe implement new changes, something that I think will be able to impact everyone. Uh, Effie, I know you've already mentioned the Empower Me initiative, but if you could, again, you can self-promote that if you want, uh, you can definitely go ahead, but if you both had to end off something, what do you think you would say? Um, I would, aside from, you know, some of the things we've already talked about, uh, I would encourage our students to, I mean, I'm sure that they've heard this before, so maybe whoever is listening is rolling their eyes, but I would encourage our students to familiarize themselves with, with SOGS, um, and in particular, um, with our committees. So part of what I intend to focus on in this upcoming year, along with the rest of the executive and the staff is, is really increasing the visibility um, of our committees to bolster participation from graduate students. And also I, I wanna like emphasize that there's a lot of transferable skills that will help you later on, you know, whether it's in your academic career, whether you choose an, an alt an alt act career, um, wherever you go, uh, the committee work that we do, I mean, our committees are powerhouses. The things they do, whether it's internal or externally focused, um, they are just, I don't even know how to describe the, the passion and the drive that we see from our committee members. So I would love to see more, uh, more of our graduate students reaching out to, to, to participate in these, um, in these groups, because I just, I think you walk away with a lot, not just the friendships in the community, which is always great or the fun events, um, but you walk away with learning a lot about um, or learning a lot of skills that you can apply later on. So aside from everything I've already said, that's my, that's my other main pitch. <laughs> I, I suspect my pitch is not much different. I would say get involved. And by that, I mean, one huge mechanism is to be involved with our SOGS 
different positions, including being a committee member. So under my portfolio, there's some committees that I'm familiar with, namely Sustainability Committee. You know what we're working on? We're working on, we've declared an emergency, a climate emergency, uh, uh, and it's accepted by the council. And now we're, we're making uh, action plans to, to act accordingly as well. We need you. Uh, so we can join our sustainability committee or get in touch with us and share what you think about uh, these issues. You can join our um, anti-racism committee. There is no limit to the number of people we, we have. And we are working on making a report that will inform our policies to make sure that they're more inclusive to begin with. You can join uh, our, I don't know, uh, uh, accessibility ad hoc committee as well. And likewise, graduate students issues committees or international graduate students issues committees as well. These are fantastic uh, areas where you can make new friends. And I have, I'm so happy to see so many new members join in lately and they are working and they're like, let's, let's do a meet and greet sometime once we have our first dose of vaccination. Uh, so it's a lot of fun. We get to learn so many new things and we, we bring about, about actual positive changes collectively. So join us. If I may, just very quickly, I, I also just want to say that SOGS is a very malleable space. You know, if we, if there's, if you look at our list of committees or positions and something doesn't seem to fit or you're passionate about something, you know, and you can't figure out where the space is for it, like how SOGS can facilitate that passion. Um, that shouldn't be, you know, a, a dead end. Uh, we will make most everything work because we're we're here for the students, you know, and so we are very willing to take on new challenges, new initiatives, you know, new projects. Um, not to speak on behalf of all my fellow executives, but you know, um, I think we're all of the same mindset that the most the most fun we have is when people are. When, our, when students are passionate and enlivened by the things that they're interested in, and then we are also pumped about them and we, we love to be able to facilitate that. So yeah, just reach out. Great, well, thank you so much, uh, Effie and Yusuf. You have been listening to GradCast, the podcast and radio show of the Society of Graduate Students here at Western University. I'm Elizabeth Muller and my co-host today and producer wearing two hats today, Gavin Tolometti. We've had VP Advocacy Yusuf Hassan on the show and VP Student Services Effie Securitas. If you want to listen to more GradCast episodes, you can grab those wherever you get your podcasts or on our YouTube channel or gradcast.ca. Maybe you're inspired and you want to jump on the show and tell the world all about what you're up to in your research. You can do that by emailing radio at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. Have a great night.